Hi, and welcome to episode 14 of Tennis Volley Talks with Brian Danielson. Anyway, uh, with this episode, I was kind of uh, wanting to cover, I was going to have an in-house guest uh, today, uh, but we're in no show. So I am going to be covering a subject uh, of uh, how I came across an old time uh, racket stringer. Uh, and that story behind that, it was really fascinating how that happened. But also just wanted to tell you that uh, right now this week, uh, they do have the clay court, red clay in Madrid playing. Uh, one of the stops that they have before they go onto the French Open uh, clay. Uh, Stan Rewinka is there, uh, Sloan Stevens, uh, some of the big names that are out there uh, are there uh, this week uh, and uh, playing uh, uh, in Madrid. Uh, very nice setting, very uh, beautiful courts, uh, very nice. Uh, I wish I had the opportunity to play on clay, but I have not yet. So that would be an experience to do and uh, to have that uh, to play on clay. Anyway, for the fact that uh, how I came across the old stringer uh, is kind of an interesting story because I'm on Facebook and some groups that they have on Facebook, uh, they actually have uh, tennis groups that are in uh, Facebook. And, uh, one, and one of them is Unstrung Heroes. Uh, so I join the group, and then every once in a while you get a clip or a picture of old tennis rackets, and uh, people talk about their collection. Uh, there is one guy uh, that I saw his collection. He has a website for his collection uh, in Norway, and it was really cool. Wish I could get a hold of him uh, and interview him with his collection, too. That would be a good uh, good interview. Uh, somehow, column or whatever, I don't know, or try to get uh, uh, Zoom or something, uh, figure that out one day. But anyway, how I ended up uh, with that is uh, with finding uh, is one day when I was, I was looking through the pictures and a picture popped up and um, it was a picture of a racket stringer uh, that is probably made uh, in probably 1950s, early 60s, as uh, you know, they were coming out and they were making uh, racket, uh, tennis racket stringers uh, at the time. And uh, it said it was, he said, uh, the guy, uh, his name is Tony. I believe he lives in North Dakota, uh, but his mom lives in Chicago and he took a picture of it. It's an old, uh, old uh, stringer, it says, look what I found in my mom's attic. So in a way that you can also message those people. And so I messaged him and uh, got a hold of him. And I said, oh my gosh, I, uh, I used to have one of those stringers, but it got thrown out by accident. But it was uh, the stringer that I had uh, at one time, probably a little bit better condition than this one, but that's still okay. Uh, but um, I, I was asking him then if he would want to get rid of it or 
if uh, he, you know, would uh, ship it to me, I'd pay him for shipping or however it might have been. And, uh, you know, I uh, didn't hear anything back. He said, oh, that's cool. Uh, you know, it's in my mom's attic. Uh, when I go there next, uh, I'll take a look at it and, uh, you know, pick it up. I said, oh, that'd be great. And I would pay for shipping if you want me to. And he go, he said, well, I'll see what I can uh, do. Uh, but, you know, it was, I didn't hear from him for probably uh, two, maybe three weeks or so or more. And uh, I'll, I uh, hit him up with a message again. And uh, then he got back to me. He goes, well, hey, I'm going to be in a uh, couple, three weeks. I'm going to be going to Chicago uh, to go see my mom and I'm going to pick it up. And uh, I'll be driving through uh, where I'm at is in the Minneapolis area. And I'll be driving through there and I could drop it off. And I said, oh, that'd be kind of cool. So, you know, I just waited and, uh, you know, didn't hear anything. And then also one day I got this uh, message and uh, the message was that he was going to be going to Chicago on the 26th of this month and 24th, I think, or 26th. Uh, anyway, he did. He went to Chicago and picked it up. And uh, it was, uh, uh, then I heard from him. Uh, and then he said that he would be letting me know whenever he was going to be coming through, back through here on his way to back to North Dakota. And so with that, uh, he then finally let me know about when he would be coming through the, the next, uh, he would be, let me know and then he'd be coming through the next day. Uh, now, I'll, I do want uh, all you uh, YouTubers, uh, just be sure and subscribe to my channel uh, and uh, like if you like, and then leave a comment if you want to leave a comment and, uh, you know, let me know that way. Uh, for the racket of the day that I'm going to be showing you, for you uh, podcasters, if you want to take a look at what I'm talking about, then you can always go to my YouTube channel, Tennis Volley Talk. And you can see what I'm talking about with the racket of the day. Uh, and uh, so be sure and take a look at it. Give a comment, like, uh, and uh, subscribe uh, would help me out. Uh, anything uh, you can do to help uh, would be nice. Or let, give uh, comments and suggest what you might like to hear uh, from me uh, about uh, tennis or anything you want to want me to talk about. Uh, and let me know. So anyway, he did let me know that he was going to be coming through uh, here uh, the the weekend on the Saturday is what he was going to be coming in, coming through. So I told him how to get here. And uh, so anyway, he let me know that he was going to probably get here somewhere about 11 o'clock by what his GPS uh, told him and I gave my address. And uh, so I was pleasantly waiting, uh, you know, waiting for him to get uh, come. And uh, so I decided what I'd do, uh, just so he'd know uh, what, uh, where I live on the porch, on one of the porch posts, I leaned uh, and tennis racket up against uh, the post. And it was leaning up against it. So then when he drove there, drove by and was there, he could see the racket and he'd know what uh, place it was. So that was kind of cool then. So anyway, uh, he, he pulled up uh, pretty much on time. And I, you know, small chit chat. He actually, uh, in 
uh, North Dakota, he in from a small town. Uh, he does still play tennis, but he's kind of retired, not as much as what he used to. He's into badminton now. And uh, badminton, he says, really works you out, uh, along with like pickleball. But badminton it has very similar moves to tennis. And he showed me a couple of his rackets that are about $300 rackets with uh, badminton. But uh, he says uh, they're, they're really pretty good. Uh, he strings them, too. And he's a stringer also. So uh, that's kind of a nice, uh, nice thing. And he was talking about one of the stringers he had uh, that he didn't use anymore. And uh, so he sold it uh, to somebody. And, uh, and, and then I came and then I invited him in. If he wanted to come see my racket uh, collection in my room, I gladly uh, showed him to him. And then he saw my stringer out there. Yeah, the gamma stringer is what I end up having. And then I showed him a little bit of uh, my tennis room, and he was very uh, impressed with all the rackets that I have and uh, the oldness of them and uh, was very uh, pleased with how the room is set up with uh, what I have with all of my rackets, too. Uh, be sure and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Tennis Volley Talk, you YouTubers uh, and you podcasters, like I said, if you want to see what I'm going to be talking about and also see what I'm going to be talking about, uh, the stringer that I ended up picking up. Uh, by the way, he just dropped it off and he didn't, he just said here and he gave it to me. So it's going to fit in with my collection very well. Uh, but leave a comment, uh, and a like, if you want a comment on uh, what you'd like for me to talk about. And I would uh, be gladly, uh, research and try to talk about that. So anyway, uh, I showed him the room and uh, then uh, talked a little bit more about uh, about badminton with him. And somewhere in North Dakota, they have a badminton club that he was going to be stopping off at uh, before he went home. Uh, so he was hoping to get some badminton in. Uh, so it looked, uh, looked really, really an interesting game. It, uh, a lot of just a lot of wrist flicks don't have to hit it hard. Uh, you can hit a very changing of a, just the slight direction of the racket. Uh, you can turn it in from a, like a drop shot. You could turn it into a lob with the little birdie that you hit with the, with the, with the badminton racket. But very interesting what he was talking about and how he, how he showed me a little bit. And he showed me the strings that he strings his racket, his badminton racket with. And uh, the, the main strings are really, really thin strings, and then the cross strings are a little bit thicker, but not nearly, the strings are very, uh, a lot thinner than what tennis strings are, uh, yeah, but uh, still never, nevertheless, he says it's fairly s the same as uh, trying to string a tennis racket, uh, but he says you're going to, you're sharing the same holes in a badminton racket than a lot of, than a lot of the rack tennis rackets, you're not sharing the holes. You've got the hole, the main hole that you're going to put it in and string it through the racket in, in doing so. But uh, with that, uh, without any ado here, uh, this right here is the stringer that he picked up at his mom's attic in Chicago. And uh, this is actually the where 
you could have it and tighten it up against where the racket, put the racket here, tighten the racket down with the screws, and then you could then string the racket that way. And then here, right on this side is where the crank, so you could crank it around here. And uh, if you see right here is what the poundage is that you could crank it at. So you'd crank it, crank, and then it'd pull, and then it would pull it to the, the poundage that you want. Now, this is the exact same, same one that I had uh, in my garage that it accidentally got thrown away. Uh, so can't do anything about that, but I'm just glad that I came across it uh, and uh, found it again. And it just really ended up being really nice. And I do thank you very much for that, uh, Tony. Uh, very nice of you to, uh, to give to me like you did and uh, that you made the trip through here. And I do appreciate it. And it's going to fit in very nice with my uh, collection uh, of uh, tennis. Uh, so uh, that would be it. It's very, it's kind of, it's really small space. So it's really would be difficult to try to get the strings and the main strings and then the cross strings because you're reaching out and going over under with the weave of the strings of a racket. So, uh, but still with that, uh, you uh, YouTubers, you can see it. Uh, you podcasters, like I said, uh, if you want to go and take a look at what I'm talking about with this uh, old stringer here, uh, be sure and go to my YouTube channel, Tennis Volley Talk. Subscribe, leave a comment, what you think. And uh, that would be it. Uh, very, very productive. I even strung a racket on the old one I had at one time, and it worked out fairly decent. Uh, so it does work. Uh, and you have the clamps that you can that you can clamp with it, and they're old steel clamps, is what they are. They're kind of more plastic and uh, nicer on the strings nowadays. But these are steel clamps uh, that I use. I still use the two steel clamps that I had from the old one uh, with uh, my racket stringer uh, today, and they still work really good. So, uh, like I said, uh, go to my tennis YouTube channel. Tennis Volley Talk and subscribe, leave comments, let me know what you think of uh, uh, leave a comment uh, and I will uh, you know, of what you want me to talk about, I'll do that uh, and then uh, just hope you enjoyed that uh, I like I thoroughly uh, did uh, and having something like that back in the in my collection again. Uh, now, without uh, further ado, here I do want to talk to you now about uh, the. It's a old Spalding racket, and there's the S for Spalding, and it's a Spalding called the Davis Cup racket. This is probably around in the, about the 1970s or so. Uh, racket uh, that they had. Uh, one of the many rackets uh, that uh, that Spalding did make under different brand names like the Crobat, uh, and this happened to be the Davis Cup racket. Uh, so uh, that would be the brand name of the or the name of the racket. 
And also, like I said, this is also Spalding and uh, Albert Spalding uh, founded uh, Spalding in 1876 uh, out of Chicago. And he was actually a, uh, a pitcher for the Chicago White Stockings at the time and was uh, later on produced and sold uh, uh, baseball clothing to all the sports teams in Chicago uh, at the time. And uh, also with this too, uh, it is also uh, then it uh, is one of the rackets that was then came back and it was from Belgium is what it was. It was one from the manufacturer in Belgium because they sent a lot of their rackets to Belgium and uh, then they formed them into the rackets uh, that they the the form that they have uh, at the day at the time. And then, uh, then they they sent it back to the U.S. and then they sold them in the U.S. Uh, once they got them back. So that's kind of the the, the re behind a little bit of the story of what Spalding did. And they were uh, formed. They were shipped to uh, Belgium and then shipped back. And then uh, we sold them here in the U.S. at the stores, uh, A.G. Spalding and Company. Uh, so. Uh, that would be uh, the uh, racket uh, of the day. So I do hope you like it. Uh, it's very, it's kind of coming delaminated a little bit. So, uh, but still a very good shape, very straight racket. So uh, I hope you did like it. And uh, now uh, all you uh, podcasters, like I said, if you want to uh, get a hold of, me by comment. Uh, let me know on comment. Go to my tennis YouTube channel, Tennis Volley Talk. Subscribe, leave a comment. Let me know what I might uh, can talk about. Uh, later on, uh, you're, I'm going to be doing another phone interview uh, with another uh, uh, guy that uh, had owned a tennis shop. And uh, that will be coming hopefully next week. I will uh, let you hear the interview, and then I'll make some comments uh, like I did whenever you heard about Cliff Price and uh, his his uh, adventure and knowing uh, in having his tennis shop in Tulsa, Oklahoma at the time. Uh, but uh, with that, too, uh, just like I said, uh, YouTubers, subscribe, like, comment if you can, if you want. Uh, then you podcasters, like I said, if you want to see what I'm talking about, just uh, go to my tennis YouTube channel, uh, Tennis Volley Talk, and then subscribe to and make a comment. And then uh, any anything, any anybody that wants to help, you sure can uh, would help uh, that. And any comments that you have uh, with how you want me to go with any kind of uh, subject uh, that uh, you want me to talk about, I will uh, I'll try to do my best uh, with that uh, also. So that would uh, that was uh, the two things that I had to show you and how I came across the uh, old time stringer, uh, which is really a good uh, thing that I came across. I'm really happy I got it. And thank you very much for that, Tony. I do appreciate it very much. And uh, then also, uh, thank you very much 
again for listening and viewing. And I do appreciate that too. So everybody have a nice week in playing uh, tennis. And wherever you're at, if it's nice, that's good that you're getting out and playing. Uh, keep up the good work and everybody have a nice week. Thank you.